Hello, this is Aftershocks, a show where we talk about epilepsy and the role it plays in our lives. I'm Lena King, and my guest today is Shweta Srivastava. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm really glad to make it here. So we met at the epilepsy walk back in the fall. Yeah. Uh, do you attend events like that regularly? That was my first event. I always tried like behaving as if I'm normal. So I never really associated myself with anything that could be like, oh, I want to encourage people to know more about epilepsy for the first two years. I always saw that it, it must be something else. You didn't want to believe it was epilepsy. Yeah, I didn't want to deal with it. I was a teenager. I was 17 when I first got my seizure, but actually it started way long back. I used to get like blank spells. Do you know what it looked like from the outside? I have no clue. It's for Just for five seconds, everything used to be blank. My friends used to be like, you're so crazy. Where were you? My mom used to think that I'm like a dreamer. So no one really picked on it that mm. I had epilepsy. But then later on when I actually got my first big seizure, like where I collapsed and I was taken to the doctor. Then we, when we started talking about it, and that's the time I think I realized that, oh, it started when I was 14. I used to get seizures around my menstrual cycle for seven years every month. I used to fall in different places. When you had those seizures, was it your whole body? Did you lose consciousness yeah. and your whole body yeah. would yeah. shake? Somewhere or the other, I was always hurting myself. I remember like touching a part of my hand and I'm like, why is this hurting so much? And then suddenly I asked my mom, did I get a seizure today? <laughs> and then she was like, yeah, you didn't remember? I was like, no. I can tell you so many stories where I actually fell right next to a, a gas burner because I had gone to like heat something. And my hair was like on the burner. But the good thing was that my mom heard me moaning. She came like running in and then she, you know, it was, I was very lucky that my face was not on the burner. There was one day where I actually went to college, wrote my exam paper, came back, got a seizure. And then I woke up. I'm like, oh my God, I have to go, you know, write my exam. And my mom is like, you've already given your exam. And I'm like, no, you're lying. And my mom was like, no, you did. And I'm like, you're lying. She actually got my paper and she's like, look at that. It's already done. You gave it. I used to feel sorry for myself. I was a teenager. I wanted to go out. I wanted to go out partying. You know, that was the time I was waiting that I'm in my, in my college. I'll be independent. I'll go out. I'll have fun. But instead, it was more like my parents are always checking up on me. I could not go to movies because, uh, you know, you have like strobing lights. And, you know, this is back in India. There were like really old aunties. Like we call them aunties over there. But they're old women. They would come and they would tell my mom, oh, if someone comes and they want to get married to her, you know, get her married. Otherwise, who wants to get married to a person who has epilepsy? Like you'd be sitting there and they would say that? They would say it with the most honest way, as if they are actually worried about you. <laughs> but at the same time, they are saying the wrong things. <laughs> so yeah. you're like, I don't know how to react to that. So how about your sister? Like, 
She's had them since she was eight, so for 13 years. For a while, the hope was that it was a childhood condition and that she would grow out of it, but she's 21, so she's not a child technically anymore. She goes to college and she lives in a dorm with roommates, but she, she has them pretty frequently. Sometimes it's once every week, once every month. One thing I think is difficult is that she's around a lot of new people all the time. So in classes yeah. or walking down the street and new people who don't know what's going on and people who panic. Oh, people panic quite a lot. Like I've seen people panicking so many times around me. And it's difficult to deal with that at times. I stopped expecting people to understand. They don't know. They're not in that position. Everyone always, yeah, offers, oh, can't you try this or can't you try that? Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think, like, you have no idea all the things that we've yeah. tried. <laughs> I'm sure. You know? I know. <laughs> I you know the know. frustration. Yeah. I know the frustration. Because yeah. everyone would come up be like, you don't take care of her or you're not taking care of yourself. It's not in my control. It's not just falling and then waking up and be like, I'm fine. Your body, your mind, emotionally, mentally, you go through a whole process. It changes your life. My parents took me to a therapist and she really helped me. She spoke to me and made me understand that at times things happen that you don't want. Mm. But the best thing you can do is deal with them. And there are ways to deal with them and things can get better. And I think that therapy session really helped me understand that this is my life at present and I have to deal with it and I have to be happy about it. That's a tall order. Yeah. I had a lot of loving people around. Also, there were so many times I used to just have these seizures in front of people where they had to like carry me, call my parents. They all were like so supportive. Were there other resources you found in your seven-year journey of coping with epilepsy that helped you? I never gave up. I remember I went to so many doctors and every time it would not work. So I did homeopathy. I did Ayurveda. I did like normal allopathy. And then I did yoga. I did meditation. I did everything. And I was still, every month, I would still get seizures. I lived in Bombay and I found a doctor in Delhi who actually tapped the actual cause and he gave me the right medicine. So every three months I used to fly to Delhi to meet that doctor. Your seizures ended when you started a particular medication? Yeah. When you started to not have seizures, like after a month of not having a seizure, how did you feel? I'll be honest with you, till the time I didn't get a seizure for like, a year or something I was always ready for it but after a year when it didn't happen I started believing that probably you know things are getting better do you mind if I ask what medication it was it's called Diva but I think over a year it's called um, Depakote do you still say that you have epilepsy I always say that I have a history of epilepsy mm. they say that it doesn't go away Recently, actually, I got a scare after 10 years and I 
drop everything, everything down. And I'm like, I'm going to sit. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to focus on myself. And I'm going to tell myself, it's okay. If you get seizure, you will get a seizure. But if you don't, it's great. It just got instilled in me when I was uh, <laughs> epileptic that anything can go wrong and you should be okay about it. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to come in this evening and to speak with me. I'm honored. <laughs> A special Thank you to Brick for providing us with the opportunity to record in their studio. And we will see you next time on Aftershocks. The cover art for Aftershocks was created by Chelsea Rushton. And the music you heard on the episode today is by the band Tape Waves. Tape Waves.